Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I am your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. This episode with Casey is a big deal. Casey is the very first guest to come on as somebody that I have never met in my entire life. We did not meet until she came on to record, and we got along super well, thankfully. This episode came together with our, because of our special guest host, Ashley Hogue, who had a friend, Casey, and said, uh, I'd like to have her on, or she'd like to come on, or I think she would be good for the show. I don't exactly remember how the conversation went. Basically, big thank you to Ashley for coming and bringing a new guest for this episode. If you're a new listener, check out our episodes with Ashley Hogue. Those are fantastic episodes. Uh, one is uh, Bob's Burger, A Love Letter. That one is very specific to the cartoon Bob's Burger. But the episode that I, uh, Ashley and I did, that was a big... That was definitely one of those one of those interviews where I kind of felt like the show started to take a turn and kind of helped build my confidence, thinking I can do the show without Mike. Um, Mike had decided former co-host who had decided to leave, and uh, that was a really great conversation. And this conversation is just dude, we had so much fun. We had some uh, Newport Storm burrs, and we talked about television and television writing and comedy. And Casey explains how she is right now in NYU going to school for television writing. She's going to take the plunge to move to L.A. in the near future. And she, I mean, she's doing it. She's, this is, I've always wanted to get like TV writers and actors and all these people. And it's so cool to get someone who's doing it and about to like, like dive into it and kind of get people on the ground floor before they become something. Who knows, maybe in 10 years when I remember the glory days of my old podcasting days, I'd be like, well, I had Casey on before she became a uh, successful television writer. Next week, we have a similar episode with a Madeline, uh, who's also a college student working in the media world and making a go at it on the ground floor, getting ready to start her own web series. And it's, uh, I'm 30 and kind of talking to people of how, of who actually like really grew up, grew up with the internet and how it's really, they just, they just get it. And, sp- and web stars and this whole world of vlogging. Uh, we have a little, uh, pretty, pretty funny story for after the podcast ended we kept talking which was always a good sign and we're walking out and i just couldn't get over that casey uh she talks about the episode how she's met john lithgow and she was just kind of nonchalant very nice about it like yes i met john lithgow he's a nice guy blah 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 and i was just kind of geeking out because i'm just such a huge third rock from the sun fan and then so we're walking out we're all talking about um i believe they're called the holy trinity ashley had shown me them on youtube one day at work and these three women who I have seen on uh, at midnight, I had no idea who they were, and they're famous as all hell on YouTube, and which has translated into dollars and cents. And I don't know how it goes, but I think I was like, "Oh, what would you do if you met uh, Grace Helberg?" And Casey and Ashley like kind of did a little mini freakout, even just thinking of thought of meeting a, a YouTube star. Where like in my mind, a YouTube star is like on the the, the bottom pole of fame, but. That's not the case. I, I think it's really interesting to see where media is going right now. I believe they said that Grace Helberg is taking over for Chelsea lately. And it just it's just cool. I just love the where things are going. And I think Ashley and, and Casey really have kind of more of a grasp on the, the next big things more than I do. So it's kind of cool. Those kids keep me young. Uh, you know, if you uh, are so kind, please subscribe to the show. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Let's Us Chat. Follow us on Tumblr, letschatpodcast.tumblr.com. I do really blog a ton of really cool stuff. It's not just about the show. It's kind of basically an excuse to have my own personal Tumblr, and maybe I'll be like, oh, new episode's up. But it's a lot of fun. Another thing, uh, stick around and uh, download some other episodes. See what else is out, what we got. It would be really cool if you wanted to uh, listen to other episodes. If you want to come on sometime, if you have a friend that wants to come on, you want to co-host, not a problem. Email us at letschatpodcast.gmail.com or just hit us up on Facebook. Or if you're listening to this, we're probably friends, so just text me. I've rambled on for way too long. A big thank you to Ashley for making this happen. A big thank you for Casey for... Uh, bravely coming on to a po- very little podcast and talking about television writing with us. Uh, thanks again, and here's the episode.
Ashley talking? Is that what's going on? <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> um, yeah. You just have to kind talk, of. like, you gotta get, like, up on the um, mic. the range of... Get okay. all up it has on to, that. Like, oh, I, like, put my mouth on it, which is really bad. So don't Do you worry. Febreze these? <sighs> Why? Yes? Because of germs. <laughs> no. Sorry. Why would Febreze help germs? Yeah. You need, like, Lysol. Same thing. No, it's not. You watch too many Febreze commercials. Don't believe the lies. So, um, do they have writers for commercials? Like, or is that just marketing people? I feel like they do have writers for commercials. Like a good campaign? Because like, sometimes a good one, like, do you ever... For the good campaigns, they have writers. So, but like, for all the, like, like shit ones out there, it's yeah. like a person being like, oh, I gotta get this done. So by. you're kind of like in the, the belly of the beast and in in, about to be in the industry about eventually? To about to, like, <laughs> offer myself up for sacrifice. Yeah. Run! <laughs> like, so when you watch, like, those stupid progressive commercials, you're like... I die inside. God, that girl is making way too much fuck... I, I, she's actually not the worst you know what the ones are worse? she must I have hate, like eight houses i hate the geico ones i know you know and i went oh, to they've just family, gotten so much dumber. i went to a family barbecue sunday and literally there's an eight-year-old woman go like there's nothing good on tv the only good thing is that gecko that lizard that that talks about some money and i'm like all right grandma yeah you know the financial <laughs> advisor gecko yeah like, is, all she, age. Uh, yeah. is she a jewish you know, she might be. Only because that's <laughs> the way you did that impression is the way you do it. Straight, straight into, into Jewish, Jewish grandmother yep. mode. You guys are buds. Oh, I mean, yeah. um, we don't do it. Whatever. It's um, like when you're committed to the same place for 18 years of your life and then you happen to find companionship in the. Wait, same Ashley? Level Survive. Crazy. Yeah. That's how you guys found each other. It's a survival. It's a survival instinct. So your survival instinct is to turn into a Jewish grandmother because yes. I, I don't know. Ashley and I work together. Have you seen those people? Those are tough I'll, cookies. You live in New York. You must see a lot of them. Yeah, That's they're true. like they will what's, put you in your place. What's that name of the neighborhood in Brooklyn where it's like the Hasidic Jews and it's like oh, yeah. I don't know. I've been through it. It's not. I what, forget the name. It's of not far from school yeah. bus of them. It's just the, like the, the curls. Yeah. yeah, it's intense. Oh my god! I worked at a summer camp. In Warwick, New York, and one night we had like our night off, so we went to the mall. I forgot what day we in Middletown, New York, which you know means nothing to anybody nope. until <laughs> it's near Monroe, New York, which is the highest population of the Hasidic Jew com- uh, community outside of New York City in the country. I was the only, not only the only Caucasian person there, I was the, me and the people I was were the only non-Hasidic Jews in the entire <laughs> mall. I mean, thousands of people. I was just like. Where am I? But <laughs> I'm a white male and I feel out of place. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. It's hard it's out there for a white hetero male. I, it's hard being middle class and white. God damn it, we and Ashley can't be near each other. I always <laughs> say that whenever you come on. Literally every time. I like regress back to like Bobby Hill when those things got like the king of the hell. So I just started like, hey, the months of all soup. Oh! Like walking around. That's not, I can't do it, He's Bobby. actually done that before. No. Bobby does Yako Smirnoff. Is this yep. Jewish, Jewish person impression? Yep. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my Lord. God. I didn't write anything down. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I don't that know how these things work, so. I'm not really worried. This is actually the, the next hour of your life. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then we go out Buckle and take up, some friend. out. And the weird thing is, people will listen. And I used yeah, to make that joke, you know, like, don't worry, no one's listening. Joke's on you, I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the first big deal we have, so. Ooh. Oh, yeah. We've never met <laughs> big before. Deal. I know. You'll find me in the homeless section about a year. According to the beer that you're drinking. In California, though. Said, yeah, yeah oh. my beer told me I was homeless. Don't ask. Surprise. <laughs> I guess we should do introductions. It's always good to do those about five minutes in, right? Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. You can always splice it around. No. Or not. I don't have that technology. I can take things out, but I can't move anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So. Wonderful. I feel like you're missing 50% of editing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting paid. It's fine. Everything's um, fine. You're you're Ashley. I've been on. You've here. been here uh, like a lot. Yeah. So the last time, no, the first time you came on, we used to be coworkers, and now we're coworkers again, and we see each other a All lot. All the time. And I walk in in the morning, and I go like, "Hey, everybody!" I look at Ashley, coworker. Coworker. We're Hello, like, staff. <laughs> we're like really mean to each other because it's funny. It is that's pretty funny, and every our boss just like looks at us like. Oh my god, that's so Me. terrible! And we're like, nah. There's a certain level of friendship that you get to, and then you just destroy each other. Oh, you have that's to. That's like us. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we we don't compliment each other. No, we just we're like, we, you're an idiot. Yeah, and you're dumb right now. You're real dumb. <laughs> Can I make like an assumption about you too? Because I feel yes. like I've had these friendships. So, if say hypothetically, like your grandmother died, uh-huh. you would call Ashley and say something horrendously offensive, and make yeah. her feel yeah. better. 
I'd be like, well, you don't have to deal with that anymore. So just something that's out of the way. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's right. Yeah, and you would love it. Yeah, I'd be like, thank you for being the one person that doesn't you. take. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry for your loss. Yeah, like, also, I'm a big fan of being that person. That's like when someone like goes through like a breakup or something, and there's like, I'm so sorry for your. I'd be like, that guy was a dick. Or like, you know, your grandmother was an asshole. So you know, <laughs> that granny, Fuck. What a bitch. What if she was Jewish? Oh, honey. <laughs> just 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 stop it yeah. stop calling me a dickhead that's not cool i kind of sound like mort it's from a- rocco's modern life yeah you really do oh jesus you ever know like when i watch disney movies i never knew like what, oh aladdin <laughs> the, oh god the parrot is like really offensive. i love yep. that parrot so much a uh, gilbert Godfrey. yep he's like i feel like he's a spirit animal of us a little bit gilbert uh, Godfrey. Maybe of yours yeah. you guys have better voices than him that's uh, the first time anyone said something yeah. so nice. Sonically. That's Sonically. what we do here. We we want to come in and insult you with your beer and say something semi-nice. I then... got my self-defensive beer. <laughs> <laughs> we throw jabs. No one can touch me. We throw jabs. Everything's it's fine. Great. Uh, so you are in school to the belly of the beast, like I said, to be a yeah. writer. I'm like a huge fan of the arts, but never participated in them. I'm always the spectator. But I love like behind the scenes like documentaries and stuff. But I fucking hate writing. How the hell do you do that? Yeah, Casey. Um, Don't all well, writers hate writing? Um, we mo- predominantly hate ourselves, and then our craft, and then all people around us. That's the order of being a writer, like the skills you need to work on. Mostly I write by first procrastinating for... Six hours to four days, depending on the deadline. <laughs> I've seen it happen. How does that go from six hours to four days so quickly? When you live alone, there's oh. no... If you close the blinds, you really don't know when daylight... Her apartment gets dark. Yeah. And, and you, you live in what? New York City. Yeah. I don't see sunlight if I don't want to. Yeah. It's super easy. It's an effort to see sunshine. So that's the process. Don't do anything. Don't do anything panic when you realize you've waited too long and then write for like 10 hours straight what's your focus on writing like comedy drama um i'm kind of in the midst of it seeing which which are works yeah dramedy yeah oh i love dramedy so much the dramedies i love comedy i think i'm uh more adapt to that but i'm uh, like full-on obsessed with comedy, it's getting bad. And I, comedy podcast as a whole have just, just taken over my entire life. Hence why we're here. <laughs> he walks into work every day and he's like, oh my God, I listened to this thing. Mm-hmm. And there was humor in it. Comedy is medicine for the soul. And if you can do it right, it's great. Yeah, but, that was I, very wise. <laughs> you, should write, you should be a writer. <laughs> oh uh, my God, I'm going to go change my career to what it is right now. George, yeah. like I read um, this book about like The Simpsons and the way they described the writers from like the early age of The Simpsons is exactly how you just described them. <laughs> People that hate life, hate themselves, can't fit in anywhere else, want to be back in the dark dungeon and then create this beautiful masterpiece and never get any credit for it's it. It's like our childhood. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were kept in things it's like this weird mix of like oh i hate myself but as soon as someone is like oh you know what you are you do kind of suck you're like whoa whoa i'm way better than you and oh, like just one minute i can say that yeah. i suck but you who can. do yeah. you think it's you like are. simultaneously like hating yourself and thinking you're the worst but also that you're way better than anyone else but you are you're both great <laughs> that's why you're here oh, oh honey God, do you like you know my mean way to ashley is being by being nice to her because she can't handle compliments it's so I funny stop I, it, it's true. We don't it's know. So I get embarrassed. Great. I know. But like, Ashley, you look great today. Stop. <laughs> yeah, don't say nice I, things. I think that was part of my high school experience because I feel yeah. like we all have a little bit of that when someone's like, oh, you know, you're doing great. And you're like, I trust nothing uh, about that statement. Take that back. Yes. Take that back. You, you monster. Bitch. Dare you. Monster. I don't Ugh. trust compliments. No. no I grew up Survival anti-authority. Like, yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm punk rock. You don't know me. We were in punk rock. We were just rural and repressed. (laughs) (laughs) The new band, rural repressed. I know. But do people consider when, like, you're rural for, like, New England, but when you get to, like, the Midwest, people don't consider you rural? No. No. I don't think they consider America part of their culture. (laughs) They're just out in the middle of nowhere doing whatever they do. Something with cows and cheese and corn. I'm sure they listen to 1940s radio when they get home right before they sleep on their cot bed. Did you hear about President Kennedy? (laughs) I wish that was not a joke, but that's why Two and a Half Men is the most popular show in America. And breaks my heart every day. It's garbage. So what are your thoughts on this golden age of television? Because sometimes I'm all about it, and then sometimes I flip through the cable at work, and I'm like, 
There's nothing on. I'm super excited, um, especially because of things like Netflix and Amazon Prime uh, producing yeah. their own shows. Because I think what the whole thing is, it's kind of like how politics catches up to suburban, like white suburban areas. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with television. It catches up to the big conservative television shows. So yeah. it's the matter of right now, ABC, CBS, NBC are starting to like change their lineups and starting to change their formats to because they realize that they're becoming like old and outdated oh and yeah. the fact that we're making them change i think is like the next step of like changes coming all around because <laughs> netflix amazon prime hbo are all pushing the boundaries and people are loving it what an upset this year with the emmys in not recognizing any of those things like yeah. what is it fucking modern family which i actually like and i'm someone who hates popular shows it's just <sighs> it's not that good it's not five years it's in a row Emmy funny, good. but there were so many other more clever contenders. Who was, was Veep was in there? Yeah. Oh, like, Veep, are I you love kidding Veep. me? That might be the smartest show Julie I've ever Reed watched. Dreyfus, I, she's in my top trio of holy women. Yep. It's her, oh. Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and then I have a bunch of other... You yeah. know, ones that are super great, too, that I really Oh, love. absolutely. I don't even put her in the gender category. She's, like, top dog for everything absolutely. ever in my entire life. I so loved smart. Seinfeld. And then um, I lost her for a long time. Well, then when they came back and did the stuff on Curb, yeah. mm-hmm. it was amazing. I've, and Yeah, she took a little hiatus. And I actually think it worked out well because it allowed her to break that role yeah. by the process of time. Because some she people try kids. to, like... Yeah, some people try to rush it, but she did it right, and she came back, and she's hilarious. I didn't know she was on SNL. Yeah, yes. everyone forgets that. I think mm-hmm. it was because she was only on for like a couple years. Yeah, like she a, was on for a pretty short period, probably, yeah. to other but people. But she could not be tamed by SNL. No. no. Can't be tamed. But like, she looks younger more than ever. Yeah. It's very strange. But do you, do you, do you, do you guys watch the whole series uh, this up to the current season? I'm not up to the current season. I'm uh, still on season one because I just got into it recently. It's wow. ve- it gets better and it gets better and it gets better. Which is the, there's a whole part where they really... I love the idea that they really play with... Um, her look, and she gets a bad haircut in the show, yep. and it becomes the the humor. Yep. Doesn't she like shit herself in episode two? I don't remember. She's about to poop her pants. Yep. yep. As the vice president. Yep. Like, I love highbrow that can mix lowbrow. Oh god, oh, yeah. it's, it's so, so funny. Mind blowing when it can the do squeaky that. Squeaky shoes thing. <laughs> She's walking out. Oh, and the and the cast for that, like you have Tony Hale from Rust Development, which. Rock talk Arrested Development, which I didn't like when it aired, but went back and watched it on DVD and then Netflix. And that's like one of those shows when people talk about that, they're talking about you. They're like the writing, yeah. the writing, the yep. writing, the writing, the fucking writing. I think that's when like writing kind of got noticed and show- maybe I could be wrong, but like that's become like the conversation now. Like people yeah. like mm-hmm. it got to that kind of like deadpan kind of humor, like The Office did. Yeah, sort of. it's like it's that pre out in like zoom in on someone's facial expression so you get a lot more of like the physical comedy of it you know you um ashley made a really cool comment we were watching friends at work one day while working i promise (laughs) we were totally doing work but then and our friends there's a little no i I fucking love friends oh it's my classic i love it you uh you called out damon shimmer for being a completely underrated facial actor and i've never heard anyone say that and i was like yeah he totally is. It's awesome. Because I, I hated Ross, but then I didn't realize that you're supposed to hate Ross. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was one of the most like perfectly cast shows. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, it's funny because actually uh, Jennifer Aniston was originally cast for Monica. Yes. And yep. someone else was cast in her place. And yeah. they just last minute. I think they actually filmed the first episode, if I'm yeah, not they, wrong. They've actually released the tapes of it. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it I'd just love to wore, see that. So like, they saw like the interaction between her and um, Ross, and they were like, "Wait a minute, this yeah. chemistry is so much better between these two actors." So they kind of switched it up, and they famously were got along. Like they took a stand where they like, I can't remember the whole story right, but it was like they got a raise, but they weren't gonna let one of the cast members get paid more than another. So it's like you pay us all like a million an episode, or we all walk. Yep. And mm-hmm. no one in television history had ever done that, and they're all still friends. I know. Like not even joke. Like, 
you know, I remember watching Aren't that they show. Just on Jimmy Kimmel? Kimmel the other night. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, Lisa they Kudrow. Did like a mini... Oh, Lisa Kudrow. I it was she like is one girls. of the flawless agers of Ugh. Hollywood. She got more attractive and yeah, like, she's awesome. She looks younger than she did in Friends. Not that she looked old then, but no. she just has this youthful vibe about her. Yeah, I never knew that she was the talent that she was because I knew Friends and now like from listening to, like podcasts and stuff. Like she's a improv groundlings mm-hmm. person. Yep. Um, she used to date Conan O'Brien way back oh in the day. I can totally Fun picture that. And then she, uh, I mean, HBO did a show called The Comeback. Never saw it until recent, until I got HBO. That Go. was actually really good. I love I'm that watching series. It right now. It's her comedic timing is her just fucking on ridiculous. That. It's just such a different character than you'd expect out of yeah. her, and she gets like so bitter and stuff. And you see that, and you're just like, wow, Lisa Kudrow. Nice range. I'm only on episode three. Oh, but I'm see. obsessed. Like, um, did you ever see the Larry Sanders show? No, I didn't. For someone, in, I, I, because Netflix, I watch everything ten oh, yeah. years too late. I don't give a <laughs> shit. An old, old HBO show with uh, Gary Shandling, Rip Torn, and oh god, who Jeffrey Tambor, Jeremy Piven, Janine Garofalo, Sarah Silverman. Everyone ever before they're famous, basically. And it's like the inner workings of a talk show. And like oh they show the writer's room and the talk show part. It's kind of hard to get through. I think it's on Crackle, but it used to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But like for some, it's like everyone in the, it's like an industry show. Like I, I just I'm obsessed with that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The writers on it, like they just they just bash you guys. I so love um, 30 Rock for that reason. I <laughs> thank you. I <laughs> Topher. So no, Topher because he's a Tofer. black guy. He went to Harvard. I just love that entire show, especially because the moments where they're so self-aware. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the best example of this is, like, uh, the first episode of season six. And, like, at the end when all of the little storylines are resolved and it's, uh, t- you know, Liz Lemon and Jack in their office. And Liz just goes, wow, who would known? After five years, we still have enough, like... We, we still have enough adventures to, like, talk about. And then just looks directly at camera, <laughs> smiles, winks, and then turns back like nothing happened. It was one of the best fourth walls I've ever oh, seen. I, their fourth walls were the best. The best. Yeah. And there's one fourth wall where they're like, it's like, what do you say about acting, Lemon? And she's like, hit your marks and do it at the same time for continuity. And they cut back and she has a different, she's like, different yep. clothes on. <laughs> like, yes. I, I think it's like this new age where, like, people like me, like, I don't. I've never even been to fucking L.A. or anything, but I, like, know what the fourth wall is. I know these things. Just, like, the walls have been torn down and, like, the gatekeepers have changed. And, like, honestly, I love this new trend that's happening, especially with, um, I feel like it's happening somewhat with TV shows, but a lot with uh, movies, too, is this dialogue that's hyper-realistic. And it includes the how we pause, we stutter, we repeat ourselves, and we get caught up. And, like, the best examples are... One, I would say Lego movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't see they, Lego, yeah. Oh, they had these moments where you they're talking. Lego movie? I don't want to talk about how I'm still mad I didn't see it. Oh, my God. It is on Amazon. This is what you're doing. I don't have Amazon movie. Prime. Just, I don't. I, I know. It's yeah. in my Netflix queue. <laughs> the Guardians. Uh, they had these moments where, you know, they had their classic superhero uh, meetings where they're going to, like, pump up each other with a big speech. And they get caught up just, like, talking nonsense and, like, yep. as we all do. And I find it so hilarious because it's so hyper-realistic and it's breaking the mold by saying, yeah, what if you just got a bunch of humans in a room and try to, like, make them have a plan like it never yeah. goes quickly. never we smoothly. talked about this in the bob's burgers episode about why bob's burger is so like efficient and easy to get attached to because they have like actual interactions yeah with, like little quips and stuff about how people actually communicate with each other and the fact that you can start talking about you know like what you want to do in the day and end with what sh- kind of pizza should we order and yeah. like remember that time we had that terrible and it's like the fact that you get off track in a show is hilarious to me. So it must be like the writer's room must be like that and then it makes it to the show. Oh, yeah. Well, how do you feel about like the new with movies, like with the improv of everything? Because like the even like Parks and Rec, they do like the written take and they like and then they do like a silly take. Does that Chris like Pratt's improv on that show? Amazing. If you watch some of the reels, he does. Yeah. Oh, amazing. my God. What? I did not know he was I, such a good improv. I think actor. they said the best line. Michael Schur, the creator. Yeah. One of the co-creator. Of Parks and Rec said the best improv ever was when he's like Leslie was sick and he walks out. It's like I ordered something for you. It's PC. Just I can't remember the quote, but I guess Pratt. Just oh, like, I remember that. Um, wait, it was a. Uh, it was Leslie was um, uh, sick and she was. They were taking her to the hospital and as they oh walked God, by, he goes. Episode. He goes. Uh, Leslie, I type your 
symptoms in a computer, and it says you could have network connectivity problems. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. And I just thought that was funny. And then, like, to see it, like, on the Comic-Con panel yeah. or whatever, they're like, Pratt. Uh, Amy Poehler had, a, like, a good thing to say about that. Because I know there's kind of, like, a, not controversy, but just that discussion of, like, do writers get mad when the actor's improv? Or, you know, like, is the improv funnier? And Amy Poehler is saying that, you know, people do, like, they improv a lot. But also, the writing is so good that they often keep a lot of those lines. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what you need is that you need the freedom to improv and say, hey, that's that's good, but also the freedom of like those writers to have that same improv and like nail it even before it gets, you know, like good writers good leave balance. little room to yeah, yeah. exactly, and they're improv off great writing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean Parks and Rec. I mean, come on, like, can you the writing of that show? And it's not like a Breaking Bad, which I also obsessed with and amazing writing. But that show, I like I said in our Pops Burger episode, I, yeah. that uh, that show is what feels like Springfield in live action to me. Yeah, like it's a huge town. There's always a continuity, and like I just I love those characters. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. The last scene of the last season when they flash forward three years, I got emotions. Oh, her and, talk with Anne. I'm not gonna lie, I totally cried. Oh. God, writers don't I cry. I am an emotional baby when it comes to television. If I'm alone yeah. in a room with a yep. television, I am ten times more emotional. Six, no, it doesn't matter. I it know. could be like a dumb moment and I'm sobbing my eyes out. Six <laughs> feet under, I had to stop because I kept. I tried to watch it and then I noticed someone that would die. I was like, no, yeah. couldn't do it. That's but a that, rough show to get That's through. a dark way to go with that, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like dramedies do it to me pretty heavily. Like yeah. I can really get, I can just, man, but like parks can... That can just tear at the heartstrings. Like, mm-hmm. but you like the successes of those characters. Like, you yeah. love those. Yeah, it's like Orange is the New Black. You have yes. those moments. Oh yeah, and I think Ooh. me and Ashley have in common. Like, we like some of the slow burn kind of shows. Like, um, definitely. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. What's like a really slow burn? Like, oh, I love this. Like, I, uh, like, I'd be great if I had examples here. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, King of the Hill. Yeah, like, I I'm sorry, I hate King of the Hill. A lot of people do. I can't, a I lot can't of people take do. It. I'm a sucker for Mike Judge. I think yep. it's because my dad really liked it, and we would watch all the time. And I didn't. I hated it. And the more I watch it, the more my hate. Yeah, as a kid, I didn't like it yeah. at all. Uh, I oh. I get some of the humor, but I don't think I I still can't do it. And that's fair. Yeah. It's hard. That's probably the driest of humor I yeah. can yep. get. But like, oh, I can't think of anything that's like low action, and then. That's like the wire, which takes a long time to build in. Mm. Uh, but like, so what do you think of like, um, like sitcoms? I feel like might be like they're like the standard, but it's starting to change. Yeah, I like. But then there's Big Bang Theory, so who knows? Oh. <laughs> I like the uh, the change that's starting to take, and I don't think that the comedies, like I said, the comedies that the big um, networks are doing. I think it's not that they're necessarily bad. It's just that they've been done so many times before. Yeah, exactly. And I've it seen just it. gets it just gets tiring. Even Modern Family at the core isn't that different. It's just the yeah. only difference is there's a homosexual couple that isn't touchy enough, and some multiracial people. But those multiracial people are, f- are well. Sophia Vergara is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you could be different, but you have to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I didn't see that thing of the. I saw a thing on YouTube of the Emmys where she came Ugh. out and made some speech, yeah, and then she that just. Was- so gross. I, uh, it was just, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I mean, what a good time for you to go into this media because it used I to know. be like TV, yeah. but now like, no, there's yeah. a company. I th- I think it's going to turn into like what we saw. Well, not weeks. We weren't alive, but like with our grandparents of like how soap operas came to be like soap companies made mm-hmm. them. And that's why they're called yeah. that. And they, and then they pay yeah. for it. I think the I think that's the next that version of our generation. I think YouTube is actually becoming a really big contender in the media. Absolutely, and because it used to be just sharing things that have happened, Mm. but now like there are YouTubers that we follow all the time that they're just hilarious and um, they're in a they're in like a platform that they can explore, they can do whatever because it's a such a specific group. But success has been branching off of that. And just like... It's a good springboard. Yeah. And like... It's like, this is who I am as a person. And this isn't who I am as a character. But it's showing that they are funny as a person. So imagine the potential they have with writing or acting as someone. And you're the... 
I'm I'm 30. I said it. But <laughs> I don't watch YouTube the way Ashley watches YouTube. Yeah, we I kind think of have the same. We turn each other on to like certain like who, uh, YouTubers. Who do I love? YouTubers. Grace Hedberg. Grace, Grace Helbig. Yeah, I she got Hart. a TV deal recently yeah. because she she's, is I basically heard. replacing Chelsea Handler. Yeah, and I mean wow. she's going to be. I mean I love Chelsea Handler, but she you well know, she's going to Netflix. Yeah, yeah. like it, <laughs> the cycle. Like exactly. TV is now the middle ground. Yep, and. uh the fact that you know broad city started as a web like, series yeah yeah, yeah. Web series. it's awesome web she series. showed me fucking funny. i think youtube is the platform for people that don't have you know people it's yeah. that for less confident i feel like it's a more tame outlet instead of like fully putting yourself out there it's like hey i can control this short amount of time that i put myself out there and get to cho- pick and choose what i want to put out there yeah and you're so not it's a good like start off for getting more comfortable in the field i guess you're not pressured to um like hit it on your first drive like mm. a, like a television show you can yeah. you know there are a lot of web series that start out kind of rough start out kind of like finding themselves yeah and then episodes in they're really nailing it and they have their own voice they have their style and then yeah. people are drawn to them and oh, it's yeah. more like it's more of a waiting game that's easier for the everyday person to do if they want really want to pursue it seriously and when so unfair broad city would never make it on the air because like i mean the, i think those girls are very cute don't get me wrong but like they don't have the look there's mm-hmm. The, the the key holders would block them because they don't have the look. It wouldn't pull in the ratings. And I, the humor is way too honest. It's yep. like girls, but funny. Yeah. Mm. No, and it's like, way too honest female humor. And like and which, no one has even approached that aside from like that's girls. That's why I'm uh, yeah. really excited about uh, Grace Helbig and her thing because she yeah. is one of the... She has, I think, is in the process of mastering the how to be an honest female comedian, mm. but also not be blackballed by the network because yeah. she know she's smart enough to know the balance of you know you have to appease people but at the same time be true to your comedy and true to your yeah humor. Mm-hmm. and it's i kind of like what they're doing is like i came up like i went to like uh, punk shows so like you find like a punk band when you're young and you follow that band and eventually they become like the biggest band in the world so i had never heard of that girl grace helberg at all yeah. until i started at midnight but she had been doing it forever and forever and i'm yeah. not yeah and I'm like, i started like i yeah. subscribed to her probably like four or five years ago and yeah. like it's incredible to just see like she started it as kind of like a joke in college and then she got adapted by a big YouTube company and then she left that YouTube company to branch out on her own. Yeah. And she has her own book. She has her own stuff. She has her own travel series. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. There's no gatekeepers. And do you feel... Because I feel this way with, like, bands. Like, you feel that personal connection when you find them when they're yeah. young. Her success becomes your success and exactly. she has that built-in audience. Definitely. Not to mention their talent. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, like, I've seen them when they do actual physical comedy shows like they do variety shows every now and then i've seen them probably three or four times all three of them including grace and they're all incredible even hannah hart she started her youtube series started when i think it was she was cat sitting for her sister and made a joke video for her sister no one of her friends was like having a really hard time and like right suffering through like not being around her friends and stuff so she decided to make like my drunk kitchen as a joke in her sister's apartment um, anyways <laughs> not to keep bringing up female comedians because you're females but um, Maya Rudolph is another one I think oh, of well, like she's brilliant my... talented writer that but year... she does variety shows yeah. Oh, yeah you know I really want her to take over one of those late night shows I think a variety she... show is like what we need with her that uh, those seasons of SNL are my favorite yeah of, like, I have because I have a, a little bit of a bone to pick of like you know it's the reason why I love um the female comedians I do is that they acknowledge that they're female, but it's not about like, they're going to say, I'm going to be funny. If you don't like it, screw you. And I think it's so genuine. And they're, um, but they had the seasons of SNL where you had Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Rachel Dratch, Maya Rudolph. And, um, they all come in and they're so funny. And one of my little bones to pick is that if you go on, uh, Netflix are like available SNL DVDs. Oh, you have the best of 2000s, best of 1990s, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have the best of Will Ferrell has two. Jimmy Fallon has one. A couple other people, you know, have some. And there's not even one for just the general women of SNL. I know. I know. Like, and that's, that's just, I don't know. You why. could make a best of Amy Poehler. Easily. You can make a best of Maya Easily. Rudolph. Molly Shannon. Are you kidding me? Anyone. Do they even exist? Or are they just somewhere else? They haven't even made them yet. They just they didn't make them, made yeah. Because I know SNL went to Yahoo. They bought the license in for SNL. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't but, exist. Yeah, I know. Like, And it's just a shame because I'm like, as much as he's adorable, I think if Jimmy Fallon can have a best of, 
Not any my of those favorite women. SNL character. Because, no. I mean, I think he was successful as a talk show host and as a general likable person, but I don't think he, he his SNL performances were. Oh, were, ugh. He was yeah. a background character that broke all the time. He and didn't have those significant characters no. that you watch the show, like, week to week religiously yeah. to wait and see, oh, is Gilly going to be on? Yeah. Hosting like is a different skill, which I think yeah. he has great. Yeah, yeah but exactly. Like, you know, he's even funny, that, he's likable. Like, uh, Will Ferrell, I mean... When he's yeah. the, but you, but you, but the thing I love, 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 love about Will Ferrell is that – did you hear that they are starting their own company? It's like – you know they have Gary Sanchez? Mm-hmm. They're starting an offshoot of it, and it's going to focus primarily on uh, female com- – like feminist comedies. Nice. And like – but it, it sucks that it took like great people to get in there, like Judd Apatow, to go to the studios. And like – I mean Jerry fucking Lewis said women can't be funny, and then Judd Apatow goes, no offense, Jerry Lewis, but fuck you. Yeah. Like yeah. – why can't a woman? I don't understand where that it's like comes in. It's a matter of the, like I. I mean, you guys are the more psychologists than me. Like you know, you guys actually have knowledge of that. Yeah. But there is, you know, the. I feel like I've read articles that say studies that are, men are intimidated if a woman is funnier than them. Like it's I, yeah. it's it's uh like damage. Some people take men. it personally yeah. Yeah. But, instead of recognizing that a person has the ability to be at their level they take it as an attack on themselves yeah and it's just kind of like not all men of course but they're just people out there and it's just you know it's uh, this stereotype we're trying to break of you know the woman isn't supposed to be the doting wife that laughs at all your jokes like she can be hilarious and she can be raunchy and she Mm -hmm. can be disgusting because she's a human being above being a woman isn't it like the dick van dyke show like isn't that is it carol who's is it carol Burnett or Whoever does that girl, I don't know the old stuff mm-hmm. that well, but yeah. like even even but even like all right, I love Lucy. Are you fucking Lucy kidding me? Ball, the best yeah. lover, a great businesswoman. She was the great. First, I mean, <laughs> she owned it. I mean, no, literally, she owned uh, yeah. Desi Lou Productions. As soon as they got divorced, she was like, "Hey, I'm gonna take your share," and you know, I she she was like herself. because Star Trek would not exist without her. Yep. She and then my dad, I, de- I had just recorded my parents, and he was still telling me some story about that. Uh, so I love talking comedy. So that's, <laughs> if you made like a comedy tree, like from very youth, what was like your early state for both of you? Like your early things of things that introduced you to comedy, like TV comedians or oh, movies. God. Oh, that's a hard one. I'd probably say The Simpsons. Yeah, the yeah, Simpsons, definitely. All right, we there's an hour. There. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed Simpsons. with The uh, Simpsons. I feel like cartoons of our our generation yeah were, like were cat, mo- dog, cat dog Aaron Hurge, the cowardly yeah. dog, the cowardly dog. Um, definitely but yeah the simpsons i feel like because it it has enough it has that specific humor that the your parents could put it on so they could watch it but you wouldn't get the dirty jokes that they wouldn't want unless it would still be Christian. funny to you <laughs> it would still be hilarious exactly unless your parents are conservative christians and wouldn't let you watch it <laughs> but oh, yeah that was uh, not me yeah <laughs> Well, if that happens, I apologize, kids. No, oh, yeah, no, oh, God, I fucking love The Simpsons. I used to. Did you ever get to see Third Rock from the Sun? Yes, I actually. You're. I, we were talking about this at work the yeah, other day. For someone your age, that. you know everything that I know, and you shouldn't know half of it. It's because, like, growing up where we grew up, there's nothing to do. Yeah, but there is cable. Yeah. Oh, I love. I still so, watch that on Hulu. I feel like we both. Yeah, and also kind think, of had the growing up with our dads watching funny shows. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, raising. your parents had good senses yeah. of humor. I think our our parents weren't. Um, like, of our friend group, I think our parents are, like, older. I know mine are older than Yeah, yours, I know. But I think that helps, too, because they weren't... It was it was more like, oh, instead of, like, let's go out and do this tonight, it was, like, stay and watch that. Yeah. And I mean, some sort of Chinese food exactly. and watch TV. And, like, TV was very much, especially because the way they grew up, it was they it was really very much it. like yeah. what you do at dinner when you sit yeah. down. Yeah, it's like a bonding, it. sitting uh-huh. around the table watching TV sort of thing. Yeah. So well, is that kind of what... Did you always know you wanted to be a TV writer? No, no idea. I went to uh, New York University and... Fall so, of 2011. So you're you're in Tish, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm in. Tish That's the highest rate of celebrities come out of Tish. I know. I. Uh, I mean, Derek Comedy, my first favorite YouTube people ever, came from. It started at Tish. Yeah, I'm like. Everyone. Help me! I'm paying enough for you. Just throw me into the world. And do you have any friends them. that you're like you're going to be famous, or you just because in ten years you're going to know someone who maybe? Yeah, or... I mean, I quite frankly, I want to try get on the bandwagon of like web series or YouTube. Yeah, because I think we it's always such... talk about that. I know, and I feel like they're writer performers like the new thing. Yeah. Start a podcast. You, it's the easiest way to get your voice heard. And I think like I all my writer group of friends, I I feel like it's a funny combination of like slightly masculine women paired with slightly feminine males. Yes. And it's just a funny 
combination. Oh, that's like, brilliant. It's, yep. it, I feel like it's the most easygoing, funny, like it's just a very natural friend group and comedy evolves so much oh. from that. And I feel like I just want a YouTube series with people I know that I'm just like, oh, yeah. do it. And New York's a place to be. Exactly. I actually I interviewed a comedy writer in New York for this. It was someone I used to work with. But it was really fun in Queens. And like, so do you do like the UCB and stuff? Are you part of that scene? No, I don't have the <laughs> social skills for that. <laughs> <laughs> happens you know yeah. but i mean i'm always fascinated by it. i actually love um watching old uh ucb improv with uh tina fey and amy poehler mm. yeah and rachel dratch too there's this one that i watch oh, all the, the time one with uh, tina fey and rachel dratch when they do the ah, it's they Which did oh amy tina did sexy tennis yep. uh uh there's one where tina's um a scientist that like falls in love with monkeys yep <laughs> they're, they're just all they're all so brilliant and i love I love watching good improv. Yeah. I am really bad at going to student improvs. Not because I don't think students can do it. It's just I think it's harder when you know the people. Yeah. Mm. Because you want them to succeed. Yeah. But it's hard to like watch it objectively. Yeah. I'd, it's much easier for me to watch strangers or people I know who've made it than it is to watch friends trying to Absolutely. make it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so like... Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it's different when someone you know. Because you like want it to succeed but at the same time, especially as like writers were all such assholes being like you know what really would have landed that joke <laughs> just like no you're trying to be supportive <laughs> can, so do you enjoy can you enjoy anything as a writer because like even like when you talk to like i listen to like the breaking bad podcast after each episode one of the best episodes of television history and they would just complain about like oh, man, i don't know this it could have just been better but, like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> the whole blog is there was no negative comments it's like yeah but just uh i definitely uh there are definitely moments where you have been taught the structure of something so thoroughly that you can sometimes see the endings or like how things are going to progress. And sometimes it's frustrating if it's like a bad show, but if it's a good show, I feel like you forgive it. And then when the moment like comes to fruition, you're just like, I knew it. And then you go like, yeah, you go like cycle. You're like, Oh my God, I'm so excited for what I knew was going to happen. What, what could, what surprised you in recent years, movie, television or something? I, Love the show Orphan Black. Yeah. I need to see that. You it's see so it. good. I love that show because I that Tim- has a lot of twists. It has a lot of characters that you think you understand and then you don't, or organizations where you think they're allied to someone and then yeah. they aren't. And I have seen, I would say those, that's why I've been surprised by most. Yeah, where for like, sure. Snubbed completely by the Emmys. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Uh, the only... You gotta uh, take into consideration that the Emmys is a like financial game too. Oh, that's yeah. and run by like 80 yeah. white guys yeah. yeah the uh last year's golden globes um i was angry that tatiana Mas, uh, Mas- tatiana maslani maslani thank you um was did not win the best actress but i was only content with the fact that she lost to robin wright of house of cards i was like if you have to lose to anyone yeah that's who Acceptable. i want you to lose her yeah. It's I think Robin Wright in that character made straight women sh- think about like, oh maybe yeah. cuz she looked really yeah. good. Like and that you... like powerful, I was terrified of her but so attra- like she played that sexual, <laughs> seductive, powerful. If, if you look like you're oh. going to be mean to me and angry, I'm super into it. <laughs> and you look like that, but what? she did that and her and uh Kevin Spacey just played oh, off each other. Kevin Spacey so, is wow. his aside views are like yes <laughs> they're like a fine wine <laughs> i know he turns around and gives you that look and you're like oh what i oh, love dear. about this is so fascinating is i think i think cable will still be around i think it's just changing it's gonna be kind of more merged into an internet mm-hmm. company and streaming the way i consume television i have an apple tv i do not have any sort of cable and i'm i'm part of the culture i've been that... considering fire tv because, yes i yeah. heard that's also really great because now is it random like question so like do you just get all the subscriptions in that little no you gotta pay for them but uh, it streams on the tv yeah uh yeah so like i pay for the netflix i pay for hulu which is like 14 dollars, mm-hmm. and then i have an hbo go account and then it has youtube and then whatever but if, if someone gives you their account it could be worth it it's just but like tvs will always be there mm-hmm. but a cable company might not be there yeah like i know oprah has come back in like regretted to start a fucking network like, <laughs> what a terrible idea yeah and like the biggest shows that get talked about are netflix shows yeah orange is new black house of cards were the two of the most talked I mean, about shows i love oprah but uh she's like the brett Favre of tv she keeps uh retiring and then not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant. 
Oh, that's great. I we I worked with Cat, and you make and I'm, I was always kind of always enamored with their relationship. Like I love Cat too, but they're just so opposite of each other. Yeah. And then she told me about you. I was like, I bet she's going to be who I imagine you're <laughs> friends with. I was like, yeah, if we were all the same age, we would all have been friends in high school. Oh yeah. So you um actually told me you did you did the, you worked for the sh- Shakespeare in the Park? Yeah. Um, I'm a with John Lithgow? carpenter. Uh, I'm a carpenter. Uh, what? The, there, yeah. That's why I. That's look. not writing. That's physical activity. <laughs> That's why I look so disproportionate. <laughs> uh, Don't be alarmed. It's not uh, genetic. It's, it's just why I do to my body. You have no idea how much I love self-deprecating, like <laughs> this is New York this is humor. my view on uh, self-deprecating humor. It's, it's my because favorite. everyone wants to pretend that they're that there's enjoyable humor like i don't get me wrong i love ellen degeneres i love yeah. her but um you know you want mean humor because it's funny but if you want to make fun of someone else but you feel guilty about it and that takes away from the comedy so if someone else insults themselves and then allows you to laugh at it you feel great because you're like oh i'm just agreeing with you like <laughs> you know i'm not making fun of you you said it first did you do that this summer though yeah did I've you get two to meet in a row, sean one- lithgow I I did. <gasps> I don't give a shit about celebrities, but <laughs> Jonathan Lithgow is like one of my heroes because of Third Rock from the Sun. Oh yeah, I that's all I uh, remember from. I mean, I know he's done tons of stuff. But that was my childhood. And never was... knew that he did serious stuff. I always watched Third Rock, and then I like saw like cliffhanger. I was like, huh? <laughs> Dick Solomon? Why are you being so mean, man? I heard him on Nerdist podcast. What a just he just came off as like the sweetest, most wonderful. Loves his craft. Mm-hmm. I guess a true actor, an actor like loves their craft. They go back. They can yeah. get fame and fortune, yeah. and then do theater because you can't fake it in theater. I think he was doing King Lear too, or like yeah, he was doing he was a, a three, King Lear three hour yeah. play. I'm like he was you, great. I mean, he's you're one sixty. Of, it's one of those people that great what they do, and they're a great person on top of that, so it makes it all that better. Like you Damn got it. to meet him a lot. Tell me everything. <laughs> no, I didn't get to meet him a lot. I was you know in the sun, sweating and looking yeah muscul- oddly muscular, but <laughs> it takes a lot of time. So, oh, do you like Shakespeare? I think it's pretty boring. I. I feel like I'm obligated to say this. I feel like actors have a bigger appreciation for it than writers. And I think it's because if my theory is because if you're an actor, you get to live it and experience it and you love it all more because you get to be in those characters. But if you're a writer, you've spent half your life being told this is the greatest writer that ever lived. You can't beat him. So read all of his stuff and try to be like him. And you're like, shut up, seventh grade teacher. You don't know me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have uh, like TV writers that you look up to, like, you know, their names, like the non-famous ones yet? I have to learn those names because I yeah. always, um, I always am one of those people that never learn the names. And then when we're talking about, it, be like, oh, the writer of this show, and then someone be like, oh, they also wrote that. I'm like, oh, that's why I love that uh-huh. show too. Everyone does everything. Yeah, like yeah. Michael Schur, who, well, Greg Daniels, Conan O'Brien's college roommate. He oh, did yeah. Simpsons, King of the Hill, um, The Office, on mm-hmm. um, Parks and Rec. He's an EP on. I don't know his involvement at that level, and then. Through Parks and Rec, now Brooklyn Nine Nine, my favorite comedy on. Yep. The oh, cool. only this is really bad. See, the only uh, like television like Ray producer that like I know by heart is just Dick Wolf because I spent Law and Order all of my dun, dun. spent all my childhood watching Law and Order SVU watching the credits and going ha Dick Wolf son of a bitch <laughs> and just like Every time. watching that's all I know. I know like I don't know many, but like Megan, I know who Megan Gans is because I like. Just it's really just I listen to podcasts and I, I I get like obsessed with the TV show and then I ha- or a movie and then I have to know everything I can know about it and just read about it. Mm-hmm. I used to work overnights and I had a computer and nothing to do for eight hours, so I just read. That's a- my life. AV I club just and that. like split slider yep. and just like hours and hours and hours. Yep. Ben Schwartz too, I love. He's yep. a great actor, writer, performer. Um, man, this, I just love entertainment so much. Oh yeah, I, I go outside too sometimes. <laughs> you know, that makes my- one of us. Yeah. <laughs> Between the bar and home, there's often a little outdoor patch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you go to the bar, they hang out at How I Met Your Mother? No. Oh, God. That's a real bar, right? I don't like that show. <laughs> I'm so, I know it's bad. I know everyone's like, it's the Friends of Our Generation. But no, it's friends, not. No, no, it's not. Because Friends is good. Yeah. And also, the comedy I love Neil no. Patrick Harris. Yeah. But I hate his character because I find yeah. it so one-dimensional and boring and just annoying. Things that are universally loved are either terrible or mediocre. Mm. I have a theory mm. that Aerosmith is the most mediocre band ever because that's why they could be around forever. Really they're not great. <laughs> if they're so great, Steven Tyler would have died already. Like Jimi Hendrix or, or something. They're just like, yeah, they're really good. They're they're really good. They're not that great, but they'll be around forever. Yeah. So I mean, with the, 
Uh, I won't say that about the Stones because some sixty-year-olds. <laughs> no, no one's gonna listen to this. That's not true. Hello, whoever you I'll are. Fight you. Far are you listening to the Stones? I, I just not a big. If you're fan. still with us. Congrats. You probably have nothing better to do. Yeah, or you're driving to work or doing the dishes like me. Or you accidentally downloaded it. Accidentally <laughs> in like a weird random country. Yeah. <laughs> what porn did you think this was? <laughs> like, what? Jokes on you! <laughs> I thought they were celebrities. <laughs> well, the cat's doing some stuff, so we'll just narrate that for you. <laughs> yeah, are, are you like you're moving to LA like yeah. next year? Like this yeah. is official. I keep uh, doing that uh, baby youngest child thing where I'm like, oh, LA's only an option, mom, but really, I like have a plan. Yeah, yeah. I, everyone. The end of the end of like Nerdist Writers panel, which for someone like you, it's I, I just love it because they have like my famous favorite writers and TV showrunners. Because there's a, so much part of that world that you probably don't know that exists. Like I don't know what a showrunner I, was. It's on my bucket list to go to a comic con and listen to the panels. And I watch went to Rhode Island Comic Con. It was awesome. Oh, I'm, I'm going to New York this year. When is I'm it? Jealous. Uh, November. Okay. I'm bringing. I'm back and then. Um, bringing I all think my I stuff. could cosplay as Toph. Who's that? <laughs> right. Right? Can we do that? Who's that? I'll be Korra. Oh my god, we'll do it. Okay. Who, uh, who are those people? Avatar. Uh, Avatar Last Airbender. Not, have you seen this show? Straight up nerdin. No. You would really like it. I is actually, that the Netflix thing? Or is it Avatar the blue thing? Or it was on Amazon Prime too. Oh, yeah, that too. They might have taken out Netflix. That's uh, adorable. It, it's one of those shows that I really like shows that are, um, they're technically meant for kids, but they have adult concepts and adult humor. Adventure Time, come on, come grab your friends. friends. Do you hate Adventure Time? I uh, love. We Adventure. were watching okay. Adventure Time okay. this morning. You did that so thing. I was like, I like, oh no. I like want to sing the song in my heart, but I'm like, okay, we're just gonna get too into Adventure Time. Shake yeah. the dog and fin the humans. The song will never end. It's Adventure Time. I'm wow, only guys! Wow, wow. new button sharp. <laughs> no, I love. Um, I love. Well, Ashley and our friend Brandon came down and we did it an hour and a half discussing animation, but specifically Bob's Burgers. I want oh, to do yeah. an Adventure we Time that today one. Too. Yep. Have you? Do you like Bob's as well? Oh yeah. The love writing in that man. So funny. Man, you're a woman. 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 Should I get? When I say that, for now, I'm like the writing in that gender specific person. <laughs> yeah. Heteronormative. I like to use Ashley's words. <laughs> that doesn't really fit there, but not even right. not even close. I'll accept it. <laughs> But well, good try. Bravo. Good thing we don't have any writers here. I, Uh-oh. God, those dick But you're right. I love... I actually... One thing I love, I respect about Adventure Time is, like, it is kind of in a weird way for kids because it's really positive. Mm-hmm. Jake's just yeah. a... Yeah, just and it like it be. handles really dark things the with themes. like really like a post-apocalyptical apocalyptic world, world that he's the, the last team episode, in. The episode I don't know if you've seen the episodes where like he loses his arm. No, and, like in order to grow it back, he has to like learn how to like love something again because he he, he loses his arm trying to hold on to his deadbeat dad. And then his deadbeat dad li- uh, leaves him. His and deadbeat he- dad basically sacrifices his arm. Yeah, and like, you know, he- so he has this like weird episode where he has, he's missing part of his arm and has like a flower in its place. And then like four episodes later, he learns, so- he grows back only after he learns to like let someone new yeah. into his life and into his wow. heart. And you're like, oh my God. It's like the Simon and Marcy episode when Marceline was a little girl and like it just shows them trying to survive in a post-apocalyptic And let's be real. Any show world. that has a uh, like hinted at lesbian romance, I Which am Which is watching. now confirmed. What? what? Oh, I saw that. So we'll wrap it up in like 10 minutes. Is there anything that you are missing that you wanted to hit on? Uh, I didn't think there would be. No. I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, we came in with a plan. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting no, here no, doing no. like the Tina. Uh, uh, you mean butts. Dina? <laughs> I text Victoria hashtag butts like all the time because of Tina. Yep. Tina Velcher. So funny. It's so, so, like, what are you watching? Oh, it's summer. Everything's off. Everything's off. <laughs> but I love not being part of appointment television anymore. I'm like, I'll watch whatever I want, whatever the yeah. fuck yep. I feel like it. Yep. I'll let that show end. I even <laughs> like watching, um, I have, this might be a little bit excessive, but I have a list basically of, I have three different lists. It shows I've watched and caught up on and yep. are, I'm waiting for the season to return. Mm-hmm. I have a list of shows I need to catch up on that are already out. And then there's a list of... Um, like eight different shows that are premiering that I decide to pick out and see if they're going to be good. And so I'm going to watch, I, I do this thing of I like watch the first four episodes and see which ones I think are going to get like. out of my head. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what have you picked out? Cause uh, Gotham is on my list. I'm going to yeah. watch it is on my list. Um, I have, uh, see, this is the thing because of scandal, which I, uh, I guilty thoughts. pleasure. 
I have I have feelings about it, and they're you like all it? positive. I used to like it. It's and such then, a guilty pleasure. And then the uh. third season made me want to throw bricks at everyone. Shonda Rhimes, and I, I'm like, you gave me Grace and Abby. How could you betray me like this? <laughs> Shonda Rhimes. I know. It's problematic but, uh, in some ways. But she we won't get into it. Creator? Yeah, she created okay. Grace and Abby, uh, Scandal, a uh, bunch of other things. Right, it's like, you know how there's like now the term of like comedy nerd? Like t- I think there has t- TV nerds like the next big thing. Because like... For sure. Oh, showrunners and creator people, people who create TV shows are like well known. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Matt Groening is like a oh, semi celebrity, yeah. or yep. David X Cohen, or yep. Futurama. But because um, Lauren Bershoed. because uh-huh. of uh, Scandal's popularity, you can see that in the uh, big network lineups, there's a lot of like strong female characters in like high stress political roles. Oh God! Catherine Heigl has a role as like I know. again. That's on my list to see. I'm like, all right, let's see how this goes. Because she's the head of the CIA, but she uh, is trying to find the killer of the present son, who is also her fiancé. Twist. Did you see the one with Deborah Messing where she's a tough New York cop? Yep. But she's also a mom! (laughs) That was the premise. Someone has children and being a cop. She, she, someone has, like, being held against their will, and she shoots the guy holding the gun to their head, Mm -hmm. and then she has one mission. Can she handle it? And they open the door, and it looks like they're blood everywhere but it's her kids and she's a single mom I mean, Victoria, the real like, struggle oh. I'm, in, I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna watch a couple episodes of that only because I love Deborah Messing I mean who doesn't I know she's such a sweetheart Will, Will and Grace. Grace that's another oh. show that like formed my comedy identity oh yeah, yeah. slash my identity in so that's true. because it was one of the few especially like years ago that they managed to get gay people on the screen yes. and people like straight conservative white households yeah. watched it we're like, haha, those gays. <laughs> like, hilarious. And also on uh, that front, I actually watched uh, the first season of MTV's Faking It. Hmm. It's not that bad. What is it? I, it's, uh, this... I was afraid it was going to be queer yep. baiting. Yep. I was afraid it was going to be queer baiting, but it's I was this, uh, impressed. Queer show baiting. set queer in a high school is basically when they set up a character to be queer, and then in the end, they like basically use it as a plot line instead of like using that as that character's identity and they uh, end up with the opposite gender and uh, it's like oh thank you for completely stealing that character away from a community yeah a lot of shows do it it's a really really big problem but anyways what was uh, so what's the show about so faking it is set in a high school and there it's like a very liberal high school in the middle of texas and uh uh there's these two best friends carmen and oh what's her name amy amy wait Amy? Is it Amy? Is it Amy? Oh, maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, watch the show. <laughs> um, but so basically they they make this ploy because Carmen wants to be popular and, uh, you know, stereotypical trope. But so they decide to do that. They're going to be, they're mistaken for a lesbian couple. And so they decide. They run with it. Yeah, they run with it because it, it like got them nominated for like homecoming queens because everyone was like, we're so proud of you for like being like so like out and proud and like in high school and stuff. But the season progresses and like I thought you know I was watching because I was curious because I thought the concept was interesting um there are definitely moments where it's like MTV terrible writing yeah terrible yeah flat characters but there are these moments in between that are actually really intelligent like there's this whole thing where Carmen likes this guy but he's like and he's kind of into her but then he's like I don't know like why I can't kiss her and then his um uh gay friend is like well, would you kiss her if she had a boyfriend? And he goes, no. And he goes, well, it's the same thing. And then it's mm. like those like oh. rare, really smart moments amidst this like sea of mediocre. Yeah. But it's like, th- that's why it's I kind of... It's like, wow, you tackled an issue, an issue super yeah. appropriately. And it actually got into like, like questioning your sexuality and like questioning your personality and your identity and like going yeah. into it with not in the way it's like less of like, oh, I, like you know, am I, am I a gay or is, but it's more like, like, who am I as a person? Yeah. And it's approaching like, oh, I have feelings for this specific person that doesn't necessarily make me identify as one thing or another. It's kind of tackling the feelings for that individual, I guess. And don't get me wrong. It has some terrible MTV moments and terrible writing, but it like, there are these little moments of that are happening on TV. Yes, a queer wrote that. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, you got into the room and they didn't shut the door. Yes. Excellent. (laughs) We've infiltrated the hive. <laughs> we, 
We get messages from them all the time. Ah, good. They're in the headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, I guess I'll have one last question because it's almost seven and everyone's got stuff to do. Indeed. It's Friday night. Um, so I'm guessing you've made jokes about being like socially awkward and stuff like that. Oh, of course. Um, so how do you think that affects like writing like for people? Like, Are you able to – being socially awkward, You can be. it's easier for you to be the observer. Mm-hmm. So that, that must help your writing. Oh, yeah. Especially I think that came a lot for being a younger sibling. Uh, and you learn yeah younger siblings yeah you learn to uh shut up and watch and then you just kind of go with it i think it's really helpful and also like you know i think being socially awkward is actually really funny for people to watch Mm. and uh like i said people love self-deprecating and they love like watching cringeworthy things that aren't them do you watch community i that's on my bucket that's Uh, on my list on my list it's like i I don't know how i got an nbc no idea no it's amazing but abed but Abed. Abed. Oh, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Jeff Winger. I am calling you whatever. <laughs> I, I'll take that out. Um, <laughs> holy shit. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having us. Um, come back anytime. Um, and if you know anyone wants to come on, eat, well, Ashley's already been so great with yeah. that. Let me know. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm I really want to talk to more writers and comedians and actors and stuff like that. I'm hey, if you buy his beer, good. we'll come to anything. Yeah. That's and, basically me and Casey's, like, MO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you, do you have like, snacks? Do you and have a beer? There's okay. beer and a cat? Yeah. What? <laughs> Take that beer with you because it won't get touched here. I'm dead serious. I... Yeah, I no got problem. 100%. I'm and not like, gonna. Oh no, have you, anything but beer. Oh no, yeah, um, my figure, oh my, my manly. That, so much, that was so fun. Yeah. I bet you can't believe that was an hour. Yeah, not really. Yeah, yeah, no, that was so great. And then like, I tra- I've been taking I, this. I travel with this thing, so maybe in the future when you're not when you're, I'm gonna bother you again. I'm like, totally. hey, do you have any New York friends want to get podcasted? <laughs> wink. I'm, str- I'm trying yeah. to build wink, up. Wink, nudge, nudge. New York people. I have a couple people in Queens. My podcast tour is coming up. Ooh. I'm really excited, but that's too much about me. <laughs> Who gives shit? Uh, thank you guys again. This was like no so much fun, and there's no sign off. <laughs> Bye. Peace. <Deuces. laughs>